0: It's like we're caged in. Residents angered over spiked railings surrounding Tullow housing estate. Article by Elizabeth Lee Residents in Tullow are furious over a newly erected railing that a local developer has erected around their estate. While a massive ridge of soil called a berm that was put up within days last week is having a massive impact on their gardens and surroundings. The railings surround the Lynx housing estate on the outskirts of Tullo and are part of a site where a massive 33,000 square metre warehouse is being built. Carlo Warehousing Limited is building the warehouse, which will cover about eight acres and will be used as storage for Smith's toys. The project is expected to cost around €27 million Euro, after on board Planola gave it the green light on certain conditions including specifying landscaping details and the type of fencing to be used. One of the conditions is that spiky palisade fencing should not be used and that the softer-looking mesh-like paladin fencing should be used instead. One of the reasons given by onboard Planola for the switch in fencing styles was in the interest of visual amenity. The mound of clay, the berm, was included in the planning permission, but locals are horrified at the impact it's having on their homes. Carlow County Council issued an enforcement order on Carlow Warehousing last Wednesday, informing developer Ned Nolan that the railings were in breach of the planning conditions. However, there was an error on the document, so it's believed the Council will reissue the enforcement order early this week. Residents in the Lynx housing estate are furious over the use of spike-topped palisade fencing that's visible at the back of their houses, asserting that it's in breach of the planning conditions. This is a health and safety issue and it needs to be stopped. The spikes are a danger to the residents and to our children. It's also too close to our garden walls. It's dangerous, one of the residents, Noel Floodgate, told The Nationalist. We're going to spend another summer in the garden, and it's like we're caged in, added another resident, who did not want to be named. We have a gorgeous estate here, and we all take pride in our homes. With this fencing, it's like we're in jail. It's two feet above our garden walls, and spike-topped, so it's very visible. The residents of the Lynx estate held a meeting on Thursday evening, which was attended by several councillors and Deputy Jennifer Murnane O'Connor. The Nationalist contacted the developer, Mr Nolan, about the situation and he is adamant that he is complying with the conditions. However, Carlow County Council confirmed that enforcement proceedings were issued in relation to complaints received regarding the fencing, while further complaints received are currently under investigation. Fence erected at Ahead Bridge beauty spot after complaints about antisocial behaviour Article by Michael Tracy. A fence erected at the picturesque Ahade Bridge over the River Slaney is being investigated by Carlow County Council. The Council's planning section is examining the large palisade style barrier erected over a week ago after it received a complaint. It was put up with brackets connecting onto Ahade Bridge itself. Ahed Bridge is a protected structure, the Council confirmed. The fence was erected after complaints of anti-social behaviour along the riverbank which was highlighted in The Nationalist last month. The spot is particularly popular in periods of fine weather with droves of young people descending upon the area, with drinking and drug use taking place at times. The area is private land, although locals have passed through it for generations, with fishermen, kayakers and walkers, enjoying all it has to offer in recent times. It is believed that there is no official right-of-way in place, but locals are understood to have accessed the bank as far back as 100 years when children used the route to get to school in Ardaton. Councillor Charlie Murphy was contacted by disappointed locals after the fence was erected. There was certainly anti-social behaviour in the area, but not at the level claimed. There are people who do their morning walks along the River Slaney and that is completely blocked, he said. I'd like to see a bit of consultation with the landowner and some of the locals to see if we can come up with a solution. In fairness, if the landowner is afraid of litigation, maybe there should be a proper right-of-way down there so people can use it and take away any litigation. Councillor William Patton had first raised the matter of antisocial behaviour at a meeting of Carlow Joint Policing Committee. The Nationalist also separately spoke to two locals about the issue. One described the antisocial behaviour as turning the area into a hellhole. It makes your home a place you do not want to be, said the local. The Nationalist was contacted by other residents last week, complaining about the fence and disputing the level of antisocial behaviour. Councillor Patton said he had advised against the fence before it went up, but had sympathy with the landowner. He also recommended a meeting between the landowner and locals. The landowner is caught between a rock and a hard place. On one hand, you have people using the area as an amenity. On the other, you have close neighbours complaining about antisocial behaviour. What do you do? The nationalist contacted the landowner for comment, but did not receive a response. Pennies offers shopping by appointment. Article by Suzanne Pender Penney's has announced that it will offer shopping by appointment as a temporary measure in all of its Irish stores in the week prior to full reopening. In a statement, the popular Irish retailer said, The whole Penny's team is delighted to begin preparations to welcome customers back to our stores. We welcome the government's decision to introduce shopping by appointment as a first step, having already launched this service successfully in some of our European markets. We will be offering shopping by appointment in every Irish store ahead of our full reopening on the 17th of May and have begun working through the logistics, starting with bringing our amazing store teams back to work. The store said it would confirm timing and full details later this week. Major facelift on the way for Training Centre. Article by Suzanne Pender. Hackettstown Training Centre has secured funding of €154,663 for upgrade works. Deputy Jennifer Murnane O'Connor welcomed the announcement, which is part of the £61 million fire service capital programme announced late last year. This is great news for the fire service in Carlow. These upgrades, works, are much needed and will help bring Hackettstown Training Centre to the next level in terms of modern training facilities for our hard-working fire service personnel, said the Carlow-based TD. Inspiring slogan sends powerful message, at Tullow Rugby Club, article by Suzanne Pender. A powerful and incredibly timely message of compassion and hope welcomes all who now visit Tullow Rugby Football Club. The club last week unveiled its new slogan wall, an inspiring message proudly emblazed on the gable end of the clubhouse, calling on people to tackle their feelings. The wall was created by graphic designer Paul Byrne of the Good Idea Company, whose incredible work can also be seen in Brother Leo Park Tullo, the era Oak Clubhouse in Carlow, and many other locations around the county. The slogan walls are aimed at provoking and encouraging positive mental health starting conversations and prompting people to reach out. It's probably one of the biggest reactions to a wall I've had yet, Paul told the Nationalist. The reaction has been fantastic and it's been viewed and shared so many times on social media and a lot of club members have reached out and contacted me. It's phenomenal. I think the message is so relevant as we come out of lockdown. Feelings are heightened at the moment, after all people have been through said Paul, who hails from Kilesian. The idea for Tullow RFC's slogan wall began when club member Alex O'Brien, who championed the project from the get-go, contacted Paul and the two quickly began brainstorming ideas. With the full backing of the board of Tullow RFC, the project came to fruition, with a previous slogan from an IRFU mental health campaign, Tackle Your Feelings, chosen as the perfect words. The club colour of burgundy was incorporated into an eye-catching colour palette and over three days last week, a dreary wall at the club was utterly transformed. All involved in the project would like to thank the wall sponsors Little Trinity, Creche, and Montessori, Thrive Together Coaching and REL Group. Paul has also worked with many local community groups across the county on visual arts projects tapping into creativity, developing ideas and accessing emotions and feelings. Projects at Tullow Town Park, the Tullow Road in Carlow Town and in Hackettstown have all been very successful. Next stop for Paul is working with a group in McGrath Park, Bagnallstown, with the project expected to begin in the next few weeks. Mark hits jackpot with Sale of Software Firm, article by Charlie Keegan. The entrepreneurial flair of 35-year-old Carlo Man Mark Hughes has paid off handsomely with the recent sale for $43 million, 36 million euro, of gambling software company Banach Technologies, of which Mark is Chief Executive Officer and Co-Founder. Dublin-based Banach Technology is a sportsbook solutions provider, delivering new and innovative product for the sports betting industry from its Dublin headquarters. The company has now been acquired by an Irish subsidiary of Australian online bookmaker PointsBet. Mark Hughes is to become Chief Operating Officer at PointsBet, with Bannack's other three founders also taking senior roles. The youngest of six children of Seamus and Mary, Ne Carberry, from Carlow, Mark is married to Rebecca Dunn from Ballinabranna and they reside in the Killiney area of Dublin with their two young children. Mark was educated at Bishop Foley Primary School, Carlow, and Presentation College, ASCA. He graduated with a degree in Economics and Finance from UCD. Having worked for six years at Paddy Power Bookmakers at its Dublin headquarters, Mark worked his way from the bottom upwards at the country's biggest bookmakers. Along with three work colleagues, Alex Sevenbergen, Rob Reck and Hadrian Lepret, they played a leading role in establishing the Quants department at Paddy Power. Quants is the use of mathematical and statistical methods in finance. Branching out on their own, the four ex-Paddy Power employees established Banach Technology, having secured €2.2 million Euro in seed funding in July 2018. Banach employs some 40 technology and product staff. Mark Hughes stated, I am extremely proud of the business and team we have built over the last few years. We could not be more excited about the burgeoning US opportunity and the role the Banach team will play in accelerating and strengthening points bets pre-game in play and free-to-play offering in the United States. New Enterprise Campus aims to boost economic growth in Carlo. Article by Suzanne Pender Plans for an innovative enterprise campus aimed at stimulating economic development in Carlow were unveiled last week. The campus will be located at the rear of Enterprise House on O'Brien Road, Carlow, and will incorporate a number of new buildings designed to accommodate scale-up companies. Kieran Comerford, Head of Economic Development and Enterprise at the local Enterprise Office, outlined the plan for the campus at last Thursday's online meeting of Carlow Municipal District. He stated that the site identified for the Enterprise Campus was behind the existing Enterprise House and would incorporate the development of two new buildings to accommodate office and technology space, remote working and light manufacturing. The campus is designed for scale-up companies with a vision that in four or five years they would secure alternative accommodation as they expand their businesses. The enterprise campus will also include a white box space, the first of its kind in the southeast, a studio space for companies to create visual content. Mr Comerford said the campus would also incorporate a green space with cycle lanes, parking and charging points. He confirmed that the project is dependent on national funding but was confident that it identified a need in the market and urged that it be as shovel-ready as possible. He asked members to move the project forward to Part 8 in the planning process, bringing the plan a step closer to securing funding. This is a really innovative project for the town and will stimulate economic development, said Director of Services Michael Rainey. We are dependent on government support and central government funding, but we are optimistic that this is a well-thought-out project. Councillor John Casson welcomed the plan and proposed that it move to Part 8, seconded by Councillor Adrienne Wallace. The Enterprise Campus was then unanimously supported by all members. Councillor Wallace remarked that the campus would make Carlo a more dynamic town. She asked how the campus would operate, particularly the costs involved for companies using the offices for remote working. Councillor Andrea Dalton congratulated all involved in this very innovative project, which includes the greening of the area. It's a fabulous space, unique and to the forefront of technology, she added. Councillor Dalton asked if it was a case of build it and they will come, or if businesses had been identified. Mr Comerford said that it would be a case of minimum costs for those using the facility for remote working, as the campus was not for profit. He added that the Council was keeping an eye on the market and would be hopeful that at least 20% of the tenants would be signed up prior to the opening of the campus.